Hello, good morning. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten. And remember that prayer is the opening door to relationship with God. And 20 minutes out of 24 hours is a drop in the bucket. God deserves so much more. But I know that when you start with prayer, you're opening the door for him to be with you all day long. Dedicating the podcast to Nicole Deandra, to my mother, to my sister Paula, um, to those that are listening and supporting. Um, Let's get these blessings started. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday. And let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight, for I can't walk alone. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour, I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power, for if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins and rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I'm reading the Proverbs day for date. Today's March 12th. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. Good people obtain favor from the Lord, but he condemns those who devise wicked schemes. No one can be established through wickedness, but the righteous cannot be uprooted. A wife of noble character is her husband's crown, but a disgraceful wife is like decay in his bones. The plans of the righteous are just, but the advice of the wicked is deceitful. The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the speech of the upright rescues them. The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous stands firm. A person is praised according to their prudence, and one with a warped mind is despised. Better to be a nobody and yet have a servant than pretend to be somebody and have no food. 
The righteous care for the needs of their animals, but the kindest acts of the wicked are cruel. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. The wicked desire the stronghold of evildoers, but the root of, of the righteous endures. Evildoers are trapped by their sinful talk, and so the innocent escape trouble. From the fruit of their lips, people are filled with good things, and the work of their hands brings them reward. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Fools show their annoyance at once, but the prudent overlook an insult. An honest witness tells the truth, but a false witness tells lies. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. Deceit is in the hearts of those who plot evil. But those who promote peace have joy. No harm overtakes the righteous, but the wicked have their fill of trouble. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. The prudent keep their knowledge to themselves, but a fool's heart blurts out folly. Diligent hands will rule but laziness ends in forced labor. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. The lazy do not roast any game, but the diligent feed on the riches of the hunt. In the way of righteousness, there is life. Along that path, is immortality. In Touch Magazine, walking by the Spirit. Learning to walk takes practice. The more steps a toddler takes, the more proficient he or she becomes until walking is a normal part of life. This same principle is true spiritually. When we are first saved, our steps are small and uncertain. But as we practice and mature in Christ, Walking by the Spirit becomes a normal and essential part of our life. The first step in walking by the Spirit is to be fully persuaded that we can't live the Christian life by human effort. Until we grasp this truth, we'll rely on our own strength, repeatedly fail, and find ourselves confessing the same old sins without ever mastering them. The second step is to recognize that the Holy Spirit is the one who overcomes our sinful desires and gives us victory as we rely on his power. The way to do this is by asking the Spirit to help us understand God's word and will. We also pray that he'll give us a sense of revolution, of revulsion, sorry, at sin in our life and infuse us with a desire to know, love, and obey Christ more each day. Our goal should be that when temptation comes our way, we surrender to the Spirit and do what He desires step by step. Speaking of step by step, here's God's promises day by day. 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Persons who fear the Lord are persons who can hardly wait to do the commandments of God. They are a delight, not a chore. They are exciting, not boring. They are thrilling, not devastating. When God says something to persons who fear the Lord, they are eager to jump into action and get the job done. They have a sense of holy excitement. God's way day by day. God's way. I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. We must understand that God's primary purpose in our lives is not to meet our needs, but to conform us into the likeness of his son. Many people make God out to be a type of genie, always ready and willing to give to give them precisely what they desire at a particular moment. They see God as a wish fulfiller, the one who turns all of our dreams into reality, the ultimate fairy godfather, the one who makes all things just the way we desire them to be. While it is true that God is our father and our provider, and while it is equally true that God desires only the best for us for all eternity, God is not present in our lives to do things our way. He is present in our lives to do so that we might desire and choose to do things his way. And that's the key. Okay, commanding your morning, a daily devotional. Your mouth legislates. But Joshua, the son of Nun and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread, their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And all the congregation said to, the, said to stone them with stones. The children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and died, not because they were lost, but because they legislated their wandering exile with their own mouths. Because of their capricious, negative, and ungrateful chatter, they ignorantly altered their destiny from a journey that should have lasted approximately a fortnight to one of 40 years. Was this fate of the devil, the original plan of God, or their own doing? Scripture clearly reveals that the 40-year wilderness journey occurred as a result of their own ensnaring words. Father, I decree and declare that this year is pregnant with purpose. The best is yet to come. The pain of my yesterday will not appear in my tomorrow. Father, give me strategies for fruitfulness and let my life reflect your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Prayers in the wilderness. A meditation for anxiety. Father, I thank you for your comfort and love. I am so grateful for I'm so grateful you know me as your child and you know my personality, my worries, my concerns, and my problems. I know I do not possess the ability to solve the issues of my life, but it still does not prevent me from experiencing anxiety. Frequently, I lose sleep. I allow negative thoughts to control my mind, and I believe what I see and not your words of comfort and victory. Father, help me to turn my anxiety into prayers, my worry into hope, my disbelief into faith. Remind me of all the many things you answered many times. You answered my prayers, some of which were merely thoughts, and you were kind enough to bring them into fruition. When I reflect on my spiritual journey, I know you have kept your eyes on me, provided for me, and blessed me. I desire to maintain your spirit in my life. Every day that you bless me with a sound mind, please help me to keep your thoughts as my focus. Provide me with the armor I need to fight the battlefield in my mind and use prayer as my weapon. Amen. Help me to enter into your presence every day, several times a day. And as this becomes my spiritual routine, let anxiety decrease. Father, teach me to hide my needs. Father, teach me not to hide my needs from you, the one who is Lord over my life. Please do not allow pride to infiltrate my being and seize my ability to render honest prayers to you, prayers that decrease worry and anxiety and usher in peace and understanding. Remind me of your promise to give me beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I know my hope is in you. My life is purposed for you. My steps are ordered by you. And because of this, I can rest and watch you solve my problems. Let me remember this at all times, and I will be forever grateful. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Second Chronicles verse t- <clears throat> chapter 20, verse 15. Listen, all of you, Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid or dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Ephesians 6, 6, verses 10 to 11. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God's purpose for your life. Humble yourself. A disciple is not above his teacher, 
nor a slave above his master. Today, remember that you belong to Jesus. When you accepted him as your savior, you in essence said, I want to have a relationship with you, Lord. And in that, you acknowledged his authority over you. I say this not to frighten, but to comfort you. Jesus wants to lead you and teach you how to do things his way, a better manner than you could ever imagine on your own. However, it is very important that you acknowledge that he is God and you are not. You can stop trying to be strong and sufficient before him. As James 4.10 says, humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. He will teach you how to be like him, bearing his image, living in his strength, and walking in his wisdom. So today, let your guard down before God. He is the Lord, the sufficient one, your redeemer. It is not only okay to admit that you don't have it all together, it is crucial if you want to take hold of all he has for you. Lord Jesus, you are God and I am not. I come before you humbly, acknowledging that I am fearful and wounded and I need your wisdom and strength to help me, Lord. Amen. Okay. Our daily prayers. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind, thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. I've failed you many times, I know, but when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, dear God, I've tried my best. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Leave you with these words. 
Where there is faith, there is love. Where there is love, there is peace. Where there is peace, there is God. And where there is God, there is no need. Have a beautiful, blessed day. Thank you. I'm so glad that you came to pray with me. So let's get these blessings started. See you tomorrow.